It's Food Friday on 6:30 Chat. This morning with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. Mm, yummy. Yeah, it's Food Friday, and it's just the perfect time to talk food because, well, we're going to be eating a lot of it over the next couple of days. But we're talking about pickles and preserves, which is a nice palate cleanser, I think. And you can eat copious amounts of pickles. Uh, you can't eat copious amounts of French fries. Well, okay, let me rephrase that. Um, copious amounts of mashed potatoes, French fries, Brussels sprouts, and all of those sort of things. But pickles, you can go through at a pretty steady pace. And pickled eggs. I don't know. There's so many people who have never had a pickled egg. I don't know. You don't know what you're missing if you've never had a pickled egg. It, not taken from an old bar jar that's been sitting there for like, uh, you know, six months or something. If you make your own pickled eggs or you, you buy some good pickled eggs, oof, it'll change your life. So good. All right. We have somebody who's all about the pickles and preserves. We've got Joanna Aline here in studio, the owner of Mojo Pickles and Preserves. Good morning, my friend. Oh, hello. Hello, thanks for joining us. How did you get into pickling and preserving? Because we were just talking about your mom and grandma and your, your family, and, and you're an outlier in this. No, this is it's not a something that's been thing. passed on. It's a me thing. But I was a darkroom technician and a photographer for like 20 years. That is my first career. I used to be the archivist, the photographic archivist for the city of Edmonton, right? I worked in darkrooms, but I've always been led by my stomach. I was born hungry, so like <laughs> I was on the board for Slow Food Edmonton. And one of the processes that Slow Food celebrates is canning and preserving. And I said I would start doing the canning bees because I was really well versed with the science of canning. So I'm What's used a to canning having- bee. Oh, that's so Uh good. You get a whole bunch of people together and you buy like about 300 pounds of vegetables. Wow. And then you're like, spin all of this straw into gold by morning. And we all just hang out and you play music and you talk. It's a great way to be with people and meet people and you preserve all this food. But I loved it. I still love it. Like I can do a canning beat and then go home and just like make a few more jars. I really enjoy, like it's the physical, copious, flavorful, beautiful smells, like you are really with the real things, right? Like I love making raspberry jam. I'll schedule it to make sure that I'm there for making raspberry jam. It's your happy place. Yeah, it's beautiful. The, the tradition of canning and preserves goes back to time and millennium, I think, right? It, it was a necessity. Well, preserving is, of course, like preserving food and prever- preserving the season. And a lot of the um, techniques that we use at work, like we're making, we make something called a shrub. So it's a vinegar, a drinking vinegar. Mm-hmm. And it's a way of preserving fruit and fruit juice with vinegar, sugar, and spice. And you drink it. It's like a lemonade when you drink it. But it's a way of preserving fruit when you don't have refrigeration. And you know that as soon as you start working that way or if you're out picking and you think how do I keep this from spoiling on a 30 degree day putting vinegar on it is a great way to do it and it's delicious as well right like we do eat lots of preserved food without thinking about it ketchup mustard relish all of those things all the time right we're always eating preserved food and it is part of our diets and our meals and our habits and our feasts, like all of those pickles and preserves. So you were saying pickles and preserves for Christmas, but cranberry sauce is right there. Oh, I, I'm not judging pickles and preserves for Christmas. Bring One it on. should not judge. <laughs> <laughs> and especially when we're in Alberta, when we have such bounty out there. But seasonal bounty, right? Like it comes down on you like a sack of hammers and you eat as much as you can until you 
think, okay, I, I can't do this anymore. One yet. more, right? Like, so what, then what do you do with it? And then it's a beautiful thing to find in the cupboard sometime in February, right? You reach in and you find like some strawberry jam and you mm-hmm. open it and it's summer again, right? I love that. And, and homemade strawberry jam compared to the stuff you buy at the stores, hey? Oh, it's not, night and it does day. not even compare. Night and day. And and you did it, too. So it even tastes better because you made it. Yes. Right. If you make it right. Yeah, you're proud of it. <laughs> Is it a lot of work? Oh, it's a terrible amount of work. There's no machine that can help us through all the commodities that we pickle and can. Like, there's probably 53 SKUs in the store at any moment. And if there was a machine that could put green beans into containers, I would buy that machine in a second. But <laughs> it's all handwork. All of it, all the time is handwork. It doesn't scale up. So it's very special to get a jar of pickle or preserve. Like, you've got to know somebody or know a lady who's willing to do it, which these days is me. It's you. Uh- I know a lady. <laughs> She's sitting next to me right now. Um, what's the weirdest thing you've pickled? I don't think of it as weird. <laughs> what's the most experimental thing you've ever okay. pickled? Um, there are things that I, there was a recipe. Like often I say that I dream some of my recipes into being like it just kind of comes to me and I'm like, oh, I know. And I know what notes and ingredients I want. And then sometimes it just goes terribly wrong. There was a lemon and beet relish that I tried sometime this summer that, like, it was actually inedible. I was ready for the dream. (laughs) (laughs) I choked. And it was a nightmare. The pumpkin lime chipotle ketchup is delicious. I dreamt that one into being. So that's Pumpkin lime chipotle. Dressing. Ketchup. Oh, ketchup. The ketchup. Oh, so wow. tomato ketchup is the red one, and we make ketchups with all different kinds of fruits and vegetables, right? Like? So we do a cherry chili. There's a jerk peach ketchup. There is the cranberry ketchup that we do this time of year. Yeah. So if somebody wants to buy something, you know, check a, a name off a list, bringing unusual things that they've never had before is, is a great conversation starter and it's yeah. something that they didn't expect uh, and and it may just blow their mind and, and, and change their culinary habits. I think a charcuterie board has to have some something weird or interesting or memorable in it. Like you want the comfort things, like you want mm-hmm. good old cheddar cheese and things like that but you want to make people a little curious or get a flavor combination going that really underlines both of them. Like I love blue cheese and salted caramel pear butter or what you yeah. what what blue what did you what did, blue cheese and salted caramel pear butter that doesn't that doesn't work oh does wrong. it that is incorrect and thank really? you so much for playing it's delicious <laughs> I, I actually made the salted caramel pear butter with which is sweet cheese. right because we did totally. try some right and then gorgonzola is nice and salty and funky and you put the two together and that beautiful real pear flavor because all of the fruit like by the time it goes in the jar it was picked maybe 24 hours huh that's magic. I feel bad for you. Okay. Well, I'm gonna now. I'm gonna try it, girl. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I have yeah. some. I have some blue cheese at home. Um, you have pickled grapes. Some weird things in your store, which I really love because I've never seen it anywhere else. You have preserved lemons, uh, which I which you do yourself, and yeah. pickled grapes. Let's use the word delightful rather than weird. Oh, I, I love weird have, though. Weird's we awesome. Many delightful things for you in store, but yeah, pickled grapes. It's funny because it changes where you are. People are more familiar with different pickled. I've things. never heard of it. When we're out east, like if you're in an Italian, Portuguese, if we're in Toronto at one of a kind, people won't even blink at a pickled grape. Hmm. But then someone will come up to me and say, I've never had a pickled carrot, 
which I think for an Albertan, you're like, mm-hmm. how could you have not had a pickled carrot? So it's regional. I, very much so. And ethnic, too. Like what fruits or vegetables you know and what flavors you know. And people will come to me and say, oh, I want just a normal pickle. And I'm like, where are you from? What do you eat? What are you looking for? <laughs> like, what does that mean to you? You dissect their eating habits when right. they come into the store, yeah. hey? Sometimes people are talking about fermented pickles. Sometimes they're talking about sweet bread and butter pickles. Sometimes they're talking about mustard pickles. I don't... Like, you got to tell me who you are. I love that. Or maybe telling you who they are by telling you where they are from or, or where they live. Usually right? they're trying to share a memory with me. Usually that's what they really want to talk about. They're like, I'm looking for this. And I say, okay, who made that for you? Whose recipe is that? Where did you get it? And they'll tell me beautiful stories. I love that. All right, we're going to take a bit of a break. You're going to stay with us. We're going to talk about local business and how it's been a really weird year. We're back in two minutes. And Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat is brought to you by Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. It is uh, 7.49, uh, just hanging out with uh, Joanna Eileen um, from Mojo, Jojo Pickles and Preserves. It's on White Avenue. It's in the Ritchie neighborhood, right? Well, White Avenue, what's across the street yeah, there? and we're French Quarter Ritchie, where they t- intersect. So we're right before the bridge. Yeah, if, if you're a longtime Edmontonian, right by the White Earls. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the Alfredo noodles there? I spent a lot of time in that place. Uh, just on that uh, the, the side street. Uh, a great place to, to, to get some unique things. Um, being a local business, and we've talked to a lot over the last uh, couple of weeks, it's been a weird Christmas season, hasn't it, for you? It, the whole year culminating in a weird ending to a weird year. I feel like it's the first time we've really pulled out of COVID as a cycle, as a psychology for people. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing people walk in and everyone's like, when did you move here? And I'm like, two years ago. Because you used to have a a stall in uh, farmer's markets. Yeah, we used to do a lot of farmer's markets. We probably stopped doing farmer's markets about six years ago. We were supposed to move into a food hub that was being built, and the pandemic also knocked that Mm -hmm. project off its moorings. Mm -hmm. So we moved four times in five years and then moved to the spot where we are now in the second year of the pandemic, I don't even know anymore the time frame. And we had to upgrade the building to get power in. Like, it's just been madness. And I feel like it's the first time I've looked up and done more more dreaming than just surviving, which is nice. And then my neighborhood right now, that neighborhood changed a lot during the pandemic. And I really count on my neighbors for company and friendship and support. There's a lot of small businesses down there. It's really old fashioned. I think of it as being like like old white. Right? Store windows and store decorations and Mill Creek framing. She did this giant window with small animals made out of paper mache and twinkle paper. It's just worth seeing. Yeah, it's just worth seeing. You just have to go a little bit further down White Avenue than than the usual spot. All right, we are running out of time, Joanna. For people who need that last minute gift, they come into your store, what would you steer them to? 
I think either the winter syrup, which has been going gangbusters, so it's like a van- rum-soaked vanilla syrup with spices. That's great for cocktails or punches or just to warm up your coffee and your cocoa. That's no really alcohol nice. in it. No alcohol okay. in it. And then we've got always the salted caramel pear butter I sell that. It's probably the thing we sell the most of. That you put on blue cheese. Yeah, I do. Or croissants or whatever. If you know, you know. (laughs) If you know that rumor, you know, (laughs) you know. You're in the club now. You're in the club. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Pleasure. It's always awesome to hang out with you. Uh, Joanna Aline, owner of Mojo Jojo Pickles and Preserves on White Avenue. And what is the cross street? 96. 96th Street. You got to go in. There's lots of really cool things and you're going to end up with with a lot of things uh, that you can cross off your list. And obviously a couple of things to put into your own pantry as well. It is uh, 752.